Exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Tess Dugan. I'm your anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brenna McCullough, your anime series finale. What? Ah, uh, hit that light switch. It's time. Click. I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of a series finale, and my go-to, of course, was Cheers. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Uh, I guess we were cheers all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone knows your podcast is the cheers you make along the way. Mm-hmm. Hi, uh, where uh, this is it? We, it's the it last would, one. It wouldn't be an appropriate send off to not just immediately derail it with bullshit. Like absolutely, <laughs> especially with a reference that is uh, at least thirty years old. Mm-hmm. We're hitting forty. <laughs> it's it's oh god. Looking back and seeing this, like oh yeah, we started this in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, we were so fresh faced, mm. so hopeful, mm. eyes full of wonder. Well, ah. Uh. Some Lighten our eyes, uh, uh, pep in our step. A little more respect for the general populace. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, done forever. Hooray. Uh, we, we have one more anime to watch. Is there something obscure from Brendan's childhood or uh, something uh, that uh, D latched onto in middle school? Or <laughs> is there, uh, do we have something like hyper specific today i have an anime it's arguably this is the last anime of all time like we've watched every anime after we've watched this one it's over and that's why it's the finale um today we're watching a show called naruto don't know if you've heard of it i have not Hmm. oh it's not ringing any bells well well all right uh (laughs) we're going in blind let's see how this goes uh, we're watching uh three ep- no uh yeah it, it's naruto we, we don't even we need to it. joke about it it if you think of an anime it's probably naruto uh people rose up against uh uh the u.s government by naruto running at area 51 <laughs> um this is undeniably a piece of culture that uh will exist longer than anime yeah. so uh yeah, we have to do it. We have to. We have Got to. It. We have to. It's, there have been anime before it. There have been anime after it. But I don't know any kids who went to school wearing Dragon Ball Z ga- uh, geese. I knew plenty of kids that went to school wearing Naruto <laughs> headbands, though, and gloves. And one kid yeah. that never took gloves off and got permanently skin, uh, like sunburned on his hands from it. it that kid. <gasps> he had like a permanent tan line like around his hand because of the gloves. Oh, my goodness. It was weird. Yeah, I've never actually watched an entire episode of Naruto. Wow. Um, Lucky you. And once again, <laughs> this is a finale, uh, and I'm sure you've been able to tell for a while now, I'm not actually really an anime expert. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of am. The tropes, I have my faves, 
but Brendan has seen far more anime than I have because he uh, he doesn't have a threshold for um, shit pain that he'll, that he'll put himself through. I've watched so much stuff, and my friends, you included, just unabashedly tell me why stop stop watching it you don't like it stop watching this i'm like no i'll keep going so no i hate this i only have 50 more hours of it (laughs) you don't understand i have to beat it i hate it so i have to win (laughs) and i win by finishing it that may that may be something in there there may be some truth to that yeah it's not only has it ruined those shows for me it's also ruined those shows for anyone I talk to because they can't mention those shows without me going off into a tir- tirade. <laughs> mm. uh, well, yeah, it, uh, Brendan, what is your specific history with this show? Because yeah, watching it all, I also know there's so many Naruto's, <laughs> and I don't know which is which or <laughs> why there's. But, well, I know why there are so many. It's money. the ultimate anime, but. Uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, there's a lot. <laughs> first off, the proper name for a plural of Naruto's is a Narutai. Sure. Um, Naruti. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Genin of Naruto is a collective of Naruto's plural. Um, it's, yeah, it's, of course people are going to argue, like, is it the best? No. Is it the most popular? That's, that's debatable. It's, it's still going as Boruto. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about that one. Uh, but we got Naruto, we got Naruto Shippuden, which is after a time skip, and then we got Boruto, which is another time skip where it's about his son. And it's it's just so prevalent to the point where Boruto should be an entirely different series, but the mangaka of it is so locked into this franchise for life that he had to tie it into Naruto somehow, or else no one would publish it. And it's very clear that he wants to do anything else besides Naruto, but this is now his Sisyphusian boulder to push uphill. Poor guy. It like Boruto is pretty much all sci-fi now. He doesn't want to be doing this, but <laughs> oh it can only be in Naruto. It's a friend of mine still reads Boruto and it like fills me in on some. It's actually insanity. But we're here for the roots. We're not doing ship it in. Why bother? That's way too far in. <laughs> uh, fun fact: Naruto. It goes for about like 150 episodes and then goes into like a 70 episode filler mm. and then goes into ship it in. So they just really were stretching it out at the end there. Great. Uh, but my experiences with it, I've watched all of it. I've watched most of Shippuden. Uh, when I stopped on the anime, I started reading the manga, and I finished the manga. Uh, I hate it, uh, but not oh. as much as Bleach. So, <laughs> you know, it's a low bar. Um, what we're watching today is what I consider the peak of Naruto. There's other good episodes after this, but these three episodes, episodes 48 to 50, um, I believe is where it peaks. It doesn't get better than this. There's still good episodes. You just don't get any better than this. You just don't get better than this. <laughs> In my personal opinion, I think, for the people who've watched it, the Haku Zabuza arc, which are episodes like 12 to 18, real early, I think those are the best Naruto episodes. <laughs> I think it peaks so goddamn early now in hindsight. Uh, but these episodes are... Three that fit very well for the podcast format, mm. um, but it is very iconic episodes that a lot of people remember and call back to as some of the best. So nice. I chose those, thinking it would be very fitting for the podcast. Cool. Wow. Well, thank you for not 
uh, giving me their weirdest little guy arc or other Brendan specific <laughs> choices of things. All right, real quick, Zabuz is just like a weird shark tooth like mercenary who's just real fucked up. I love him. Haku, non non binary, non gender conforming as fuck. Really cool, like and super cool powers. It just like is like eight episodes, so we wouldn't be able to cover all of their stuff. Mm. But I do Fair. think Haku and Zabuza are the best parts of Naruto. Nice. Yeah. All right. It's time to watch one more anime. We're watching episodes 48, 49, and 50. Everyone warm up your cyanide pills. It's the I'm, end. I'm Naruto running. <laughs> <laughs> going to use my special talking style and you the listener are going to use your special listening style if you open the chakra in your ears you'll get a podcast hello believe it it's so dead on though like it's not wrong it's it's, (laughs) is it parody if it just fits naturally into the show (laughs) you don't have to change anything no not a word there is a village hidden in the sound they would do podcast it's true God. All right. Episode 48. My first note is, let's fucking go. <laughs> um, I watched it on Hulu, and it gave me a warning that it was for older teens. And I was like, oh, no. I don't know <laughs> if I can handle this. You're a real old teen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, because the totally legal way I was watching it, it was PG and on Cartoon Network, so... Come on, make up your mind. (laughs) Great point. Um, We get the opening right away, which on your very legitimate website, there was a different opening than the one that's on Hulu because the one that's on Hulu has like the Japanese opening, which Mm -hmm. is a pretty iconic opening. And Paul was watching it with me and knew all the words. And I was like, hello. (laughs) I didn't know he knew that much about Naruto. (laughs) This, This wasn't the Fighting Dreamers opening, right? I believe that's a later... Uh, no, this was, okay. I mean, I think I they know. have more than one by Kung Fu. What is it? Kung Fu Generation? What is yeah, it? this is, this is an earlier one. Fighting Dreamers is, I think, might be the most iconic. Uh, yeah, it opening. wasn't that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Paul was very excited to watch this with me. He was like, <laughs> he was like, here's the context. And I was like, okay, great. Sick. <laughs> Thank you. This is why, this is why Paul and I get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it starts off with this character, Neji, calling Naruto a loser, which was very fucking funny. He just said, (laughs) hey, you, loser. And I was like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We Um, all hate this kid. Yeah, and he fucking hates Naruto. He tells Naruto that he's a failure and he'll never change, but Naruto's not gonna take that. He runs at Neji, but then Rock Lee... The bowl cut wonder uh, gets between them, and he's like, "You guys can't fight like this. You have to fight in an official match." And Naruto gets very dramatic and says that he's gonna fight for Hinata's honor, and he's gonna win. There are so many characters in this show, and they're all here. It's like mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Everyone's here. <laughs> we got Mario. We got Link. We got Doctor Mario. 
Yep. And they're all just sitting on the sidelines talking shit about <laughs> the people who are actually fighting. Yep. I love this, because if we want to get into the uh, poor writing heteronormity of this uh, Shonen Jump series, which is a problem throughout the whole uh, publishing house, uh, this is probably the most attention Naruto ever gives Hinata, who he ends up marrying and have two kids with in Boruto. So, wow. yay. <laughs> it's so bad. Great. Uh, uh, one guy... They're like all trios. There's like teacher and then three kids for each teacher. Yep. Um, one guy is talking about all the people he wouldn't want to fight, including Rock Lee and Gara, the sand freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, their teacher. <laughs> There's another. What's his name? Chochi? Jochi? Yeah, this is uh, Shikamaru, Ino, and Chochi. Yeah, so Choji is saying how he's really nervous to fight, and then their teacher comes over and encourages him and says that he can have barbecue if he wins. Hooray! Um, That's a character I relate to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we see Gara, and he's just fucking vibrating. Uh, And I was like, is he okay? And then Uh, one of his uh, peers wonders if something stirred up his inner demon. (laughs) Gara, I categorized him as a sand freak without knowing that much about him, but I was right. I know you one thing about it. Gara, and that it's his, he likes sand. <laughs> I'm Fair. sorry, we do know two things about Gara. He's also emo. Oh, yeah. Eyeliner. One look yes. at him, you know it. <laughs> He's also voiced by Liam O'Brien. Emo. <laughs> <laughs> the boy loves dramatics. Uh, yeah, there's the Gara and his team, they're his brother and sister, so they're all... Yeah. Village hidden in the sand. Mm-hmm. And his peer slash brother, Konkuro, goes to talk to Naruto while Naruto's being dramatic and standing by himself. And he asks Naruto if he knows anything about Neji. And he's like, no, I don't. But I'm going to kill him. And then he's just <laughs> breathing really hard. Uh, I know the plot where they're going to bury that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid in foreshadowing. <gasps> Neji's one, spoiler, if you actually give a shit about Naruto, don't listen to this podcast, because I'll spoil everything. Uh, Neji's one of, like, the three characters in the entire series that dies. Dang. <laughs> Does Naruto kill him with his own two hands? No. Darn. Then he lied. Wait, no. One of those three characters comes back as a robot in Boruto. Never mind. Two characters. No! <laughs> That's not a joke. That's a not a joke. Oh, wow. <laughs> um... After Naruto says he's going to kill Neji, Konkuro is like, I like you. And then Naruto is like, well, no offense, but I don't like you. (laughs) Uh, And then it's time to continue the competition. What's it called? The Chining exams? Chining? Uh, Chonin exams. So they're all Genin, which is the rank they're currently at. And this is a test to get to the Chunin, which is the rank above them. Chunin. Okay. I got the vowel wrong two times. Three times? So. Don't worry. I've never gotten a name right <laughs> once. <laughs> um, the names for the next fight are being chosen. Rock Lee gets very indignant and says, I want to go last. I hope I don't get chosen next. And then we see that Gara's name is chosen, and he uses some sand magic to get down into the arena. And then Rock Lee is also chosen. But surprise, he says this was all according to his fa- his plan. And he knew that if he said out loud that he wanted to go last, he would get picked next. He was manifesting. <laughs> uh, yes, all according to Kikaku. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of his time. Truly. 
Um, his teacher, Guy Sensei, which I found out today, is named Mike Guy. Uh, Might. Might. M-I-G-H-T. I could have fucking sworn Paul told me his name was Mike. I would have loved that. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him Mike Guy. <laughs> um, so Mike Guy warns Rock Lee that Gara is a little sand freak and there's mm-hmm. something <laughs> going on about the thing he wears on his back. Um, He's out of his fucking gourd. And then it's time for the fight. And Konkuro says that Rockley will never beat Gara, but he's stronger than they all think. The fight starts. Gara, no, it doesn't start. Gara opens his gourd before, before the fight starts. He opens it. The fight begins. Rock Lee runs right at him, but Gara hits him with some sand magic. And he doesn't even need to move. And we see like a flashback of him doing some more whack sand stuff. Sand coffin. It's real fucked up sand shit. Yeah. Uh, Real freak ass stuff. Totally. (laughs) Oh, he is just sand Chris Angel, ain't he? Oh. Gara Angel, Sand Freak. <laughs> sand Freak. Um, Rock Lee won't back down. He's kicking. He's slicing. He's dodging. But then we find out it's not even sand magic that Gara is doing. It's just sand that protects him. It's autonomous. <laughs> uh, and nothing will touch him as long as that sand is in the game. Oh, yeah. I I need to consult the rules. Is this two fighters? Is this sand hmm. its own fighter at that point? Yeah, it doesn't feel fair to me. Ethnically, no. <laughs> but yes, also. <laughs> um, Gara is bored. He wants blood. Uh, the sand picks up Rock Lee and throws him against a wall. Uh, Sakura wonders why Wa- Rock Lee doesn't use ninjutsu or genjutsu. Which is uh, magic, essentially. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's why he keeps punching. He has no magical abilities whatsoever. Uh, his teacher, Mike Guy, says <laughs> that uh, Rockley had nothing going for him when they met. Um, we see Rockley dodge a like he <laughs> he dodges an attack and does like a million flips and lands up on this big hand statue that's in the arena. But Guy Sensei has faith in him, and he tells Rock Lee to take them off. Ooh, yeah. Huh? Hell yeah. And Rock Lee says, But Sensei, you said to only do that as a last resort. But Guy Sensei gives him permission. And he's like, Yeah! I have seen this. Who hasn't? This is the yes. iconic moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only do it as a last resort. You hit a small hurdle, do it immediately. Take him off right now. <laughs> Quick, 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 quick. Oh, no. Uh, you immedi- You didn't win immediately. Uh, take him off. Take him off. <laughs> you got a um, hangnail? Take him off. <laughs> so Rock Lee takes off his leg warmers to reveal ankle weights. And people are like, ugh, that's stupid. Just some training weights, whatever. And as he drops them to the ground, they fall, hit the ground, and they crack the floor. They're so heavy. <gasps> And he was moving pretty fast already with those on. So now that he doesn't have those, you can't even see him. He's bobbing. He's weaving. And he's able to get some hits in on Gara. Gotta go fast. Gotta go so fast. Gara go fast. No, Lee go fast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Guy Sensei says they've only focused on Rock Lee's Taijutsu, uh, which is like physical fighting, since he's got no magic. So now he's the best in the world at his punches and kicks. Oh, yeah. Everyone is very impressed. Gara isn't looking so good. There's sand pouring out of the gourd. And then Conqueror says, uh-oh. And we see that there's sand covering Gara's face. And he looks crazy. <sighs> um, and his crew saw this coming. The inner demon is coming out. <laughs> breaking free. Uh, and Conqueror explains that Gara can wear the sand like armor if it can't protect him as a shield. But... Uh, he doesn't say this part out loud. The armor is actually pretty weak because it takes a lot of Gara's power to, like, keep it up. He, too, has a last resort move. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it just shows how good Rock Lee is that, that uh, Gara needs to use this sand armor. Uh, but even so, Rock Lee isn't giving up. And uh, he's like, I gotta get him in the air so I can do my special move. Ho <laughs> ho. So he unravels some of his wrist bandaging and runs fast circles around Gara. I forget what the move is called. The Lotus of some kind. The Primary Lotus. The Primary Lotus. Uh, he whips him up in the air and kicks him up higher and higher. And he gets Gara all wrapped up in bandaging and slams him to the ground. Got him. Got him. Or so we think. <gasps> Nani. What? But we're through all three episodes, right? (laughs) Uh, Everyone around looks pretty shocked. Gara lays in a pile of rubble. He's all cracked. His face is all cracked. And then he starts to fall apart and turn into sand. What's going on? And that's the end of the episode. Oops, all sand. Oops, all (laughs) sand. My boy was sand the whole time. (laughs) Babe caught me sanding. Um, <laughs> I do love that Conqueror makes a comment of like, Rock Lee's got a dumb haircut with Conqueror's juggalo looking ass on the <laughs> sideline. It's like no one in the show can, they criticize Rock Lee's like haircut and eyebrows all the time. No one in the show has any right to criticize anyone. No. You all look like freaks. <laughs> They're all a bunch of weirdos. No one looks normal. Rock Lee is the one that's wearing actual clothes, wearing like athlete apparel. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like True. a jumpsuit. Which is kind of normal. And the others are like, yeah, let me fight in my jean jacket. <laughs> One of my favorites, uh, Shino. He's over on the side with a collar way up to his nose. He looks kind of normal. What's that? He's full of bugs. He's full Never of mind. bugs. The kid's full of bugs. Lousy with bugs. Ugh. Oh, Too bad yeah. we don't get to see that, am I right? <laughs> no, that's fine. I love Shino. It's gross to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Let's move into episode 49. Yeah. So, uh... uh so yeah, Gara's shell made of sand. It's collapsing. It wasn't Gara himself uh, who took all those hits. When Lee closed his eyes for a split second in the air, uh, he swapped out. So uh, he didn't take the blow. The sand did. <gasps> uh, and then we see uh, Gara get up, and oh, he, oh, he, he's got that wild look in his eye. Oh no, the demon inside him. It's awake. It's saying, hey, keep that racket down out there. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep in here. Um, so he starts wailing on Lee, and a uh, guy on the sidelines is like, oh no. So, uh, yeah, there's a reason uh, he doesn't do that Lotus all the time. It 
It fucking hurts. Uh, it's a forbidden move because it drains so much energy, and you can tell Lee is in pain. Yeah. If you, um, every time they say forbidden jutsu, uh, you lose one brain cell. That makes you question why everyone in the show knows a forbidden jutsu and uses it <laughs> regularly. <laughs> oh, great. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, now now we get the flashback portion of the fight, uh, where we learn how bad Lee wants it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we see Lee as as a young boy, uh, getting teased for not having any powers and just being a a little guy who knows karate. Uh, and uh, guy sees him and takes a shine to him. He's like, "Oh, that's the kid who has spirit. He has gumption. He doesn't give up." Uh, so, uh, uh, Guy trains him rigorously, just kidding, Lee trains himself in the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he's just so dedicated, he's doing like, alright, if I can't complete this insane workout, I'll do this insane thing instead. And Guy just watches him from the woods being like, yes, I'm a great teacher. Yes, <laughs> yes, learn from me, child. This was I'm all brutal. me. <laughs> um... So yeah, time passes, he gets a little older, he's a little bit stronger, uh, and they're like, hey, why do you all want to be ninjas? And uh, Lee says, I want to prove that I'm as good as any other ninja with just my taijutsu. I need to be the strongest, beating them up with no magic at all. And uh, they show this exact clip. Four more times. (laughs) They really want you to, they really want to hammer home just exactly how uh, incapable Rock Lee is at magic. He has, like I said before, no magical abilities whatsoever. And if you forget that, as soon as they think you might forget that, they show this clip again. (laughs) Listen, we're losing. We got to hit him again with the flashback. Uh, Listen, he's jumping around at the speed of sound, but uh, no, he doesn't have any magic. He's just, he's just real fit. He's just got a tight core. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Lee is what a lot of the fans were hoping Deku would be in My Hero. Mm. Whereas like, he's this scrawny little nerd with no abilities, and then he overcomes them and like proves himself. But instead, Deku gets like eight superpowers instead of one. So like, Rock yeah. Lee is the, <laughs> the one they were rooting for. He did remind <laughs> me of Deku quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, hard hard to be the scrappy underdog when you immediately get eight superpowers, but (laughs) here we are. Um, So yeah, uh, we see him still in the flashback. He's fighting Neji, but can't win. And he's saying, oh, he can't. uh, He's not going to give up, even if you put him down. Uh, And and so he just keeps training harder and harder. uh, And uh, Guy tells him he has... uh, or, yeah, he's training, but he was uh, sort of, uh, his pride was hurt from that fight. So he messes up, trips, jumping rope, bonks his head. <laughs> oh, I hit my head. And Guy's like, ah, the perfect time to be motivational. <laughs> After I've been sitting here for several years watching him in the woods. <laughs> uh, so he's like, hey, you, you know your strength? You don't know when to quit. You got the power of perseverance. Uh, and Lee confesses, oh, he's scared the training won't be enough, and he's going to stay a loser forever. And Guy says, hey, guess what? I was a loser, too. <gasps> what? Oh, no. Uh, oh, I would have never guessed. This guy? Uh, <laughs> never. Bad haircut? <laughs> um, 
but uh, he says, uh, putting in the effort was enough to become a great ninja, so you can too. And this haircut so. helped me get so much pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches love aerodynamic eyes. <laughs> they just love it when guys go so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that's if we know one thing about dating, it's that uh, girls love fast guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so back in the present, Lee's uh, still taking a beating, but oh, he just needed a minute. He had to catch his breath. Because not only does the lotus bloom once, it blooms twice. Oh, shit. <gasps> Who could have guessed? Um, so they're like, oh, yes, he knows more special things. Um, and he has his inner chakra gates. He can open them, letting loose insane power that uh, would normally be blocked by someone's mere human body. But he's using the power. A perseverance! <gasps> so he can open the first five of eight chakra gates. Uh, but, oh, he's so much uh, closer to death because he's running so hot. Um, and Guy teaches him the power to do this on one condition. He has to use it pr- to protect and man- maintain one's own ninja way. <gasps> wow. Seems like a low bar. Yeah. If someone's like... If someone's insulting your ninja way on the schoolyard, you're just like, cool. Copyright free Super Saiyan. And just cracked him in half. (laughs) I need to prove how strong I am. Okay, Batman has a gun and he shot you. Okay, it's time to unleash extra power. (laughs) Because a guy, you're not going to be stronger than everyone if you don't have magic. I'm sorry, that's just a fact of this world. But that's where we end up sub 48. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, two things. Uh, Kakashi pulls off his headband and shows his Sharingan eye. Um, I love it with Kakashi because you see that his other eye is just black, like just a pupil. And then his Sharingan eye has the iris and the pupil. Mm-hmm. And it just looks really weird juxtaposed between the two. Hmm. Whenever, get... uh, whenever my eye hurts or something, Paul is always like, oh, are you getting your Sharingan? <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I guess so. You already went through puberty. You already got your Sharon God. <laughs> you don't uh, know that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we talked a little bit about how bad uh, this mangaka is writing at w- uh, is writing women. Um, in the flashback, we get a little dialogue from Ten Ten, mm-hmm. uh, Neji and Lee's uh, third teammate, uh, who's the girl on the team. This is some of the most dialogue she gets in the entire series. Wow. Great. 10, gets... 10, everybody. Woo. Woo. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely like 10, 10's character. I think she's neat. And she just gets real the shit end of the stick. Mm. She gets done real dirty. <laughs> oh. All right. Episode 50. The payoff for all those flashbacks. We start with Lee opening up the third uh, chakra gate. And he's, he's basically going Super Saiyan without the blonde hair. Uh, but we see his his veins bulging, his eyes go white, and he, his skin starts turning red. He's going berserk. And then Guy says he's not done yet. And we see Lee opening the fourth gate. And Kakashi says no one should be able to do that through sheer force of, force of will alone. But Lee's able to do it. <gasps> so shut up, Kakashi. The fuck you know? <laughs> it's literally happening in front of you. Stop. Don't believe it can't it. happen. It's impossible. Uh, and a child does it. Um, 
And then we see the man the is wearing sand as a suit of armor. Don't tell me what's possible. <laughs> <laughs> One of your students has a giant demon inside of him. It's a fourteen-year-old can open a chakra gate. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Gara's fighting with three people. It's him, the demon, and the sand. Come on, how is this not a team match? That's true. You got a point there. <laughs> uh, so Lee starts attacking, and each hit he has against Gara is like an explosion with dust and debris going everywhere. Uh, he's going so fast they can't keep track of him, but neither can Gara sand. And Lee starts knocking him up into the air, shooting around, ricocheting around, and keep, keeps juggling him in the air, uh, cracking Gara's armor. And Kakashi can see with the Sharingan that uh, Lee's muscles are tearing themselves apart through sheer exort, ex- exertion. Ooh, I'm struggling in this episode. <laughs> it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, are we there yet, if I didn't just fumble with speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see Lee pushing himself to the limit. And he goes in for the final strike. And he pulls Gar in, opening the fifth gate. Thinking he was saving it against, uh, saving it to use against Neji, his rival. And he looks over at Neji saying, thinking that, that this was his trump card against him. But he's showing it early. We see Lee go in to hit Gara with the hidden lotus. And as he pretty much spins him up in his arm bandages, which I guess are a thousand of them, uh, and Pyle drives him into the ground, we see that this move damages Lee's uh, right arm and leg uh, after he does it, which is why it's forbidden, except everyone knows it. Uh, In doing so, uh, the gourd on Gara's back dissolves, and he's laying in... All the debris in the crater on the ground in a loose pile of sand. And we see Gara struggling to move, but he's able to get his one hand up. Uh, all the commentators on the side are thinking, or uh, notice that Gara's gourd dissolved into sand and was able to cushion some of the blow so it didn't kill Gara outright. He's a prodigy. Uh, and then we see Gara sending the sands after Lee, and we get a flashback of his sand coffin move, where he just wraps someone up in sand and crushes them with it. But Lee's too exhausted to get away this time. And he gets his uh, left and hand and arm caught. And as he's trying to get away, still Gar is able to crush him. No! It's too much for Lee. He can't handle it. And he passes no! out. Gave it all he got. And we see Gar go to finish him off because he craves blood. And a uh, guy jumps in and is able to th- uh, knock away the sand before it hits Lee. Uh, yeah, before it hits Lee. And at that moment, Gar has flashbacks of his family. And it hurts him because he's emo. <laughs> and he asks Guy why he saved Lee even though he failed and we get a little quick flashback sequence of Lee uh, again the flashbacks we saw last episode like five times uh, saying uh, Guy saying that he's proud of Lee and he's a student which makes him precious to him it's like, oh, precious <laughs> I definitely thought he was going to reveal in this moment that's my son yeah. no everyone thinks that because they look identical <laughs> yep. I yeah. just think it's so funny that like from the outside, as an outside observer, observer to the Naruto characters over the years, mm-hmm. I found out at some point that Rock Lee was not Guy Sensei's son. But I thought he was his only student. So mm. watching these episodes and knowing that he has two other students that he clearly just like gives <laughs> less of a fuck about is so funny that he gets down there and defends this one student who's like, I love him so much. <laughs> What about Nenji, Nenji and uh, Tenten, guy? Who? Nenji what? can take care of himself. I don't know that other person you said. I do, who, what was that? <laughs> I, you're mumbling. It's weird. I don't hear it. There's words coming out. But. 
We were supposed to spar an hour ago. I'm sorry, we were stuck at the salon. Uh, it was a whole thing. <laughs> They're at the salon every day to keep that tight bowl cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, honestly, thinking about the other teams and the, like their instructors, I think all of them have a favorite, and it's pretty obvious. Mm. So it's maybe that's just shitty teaching in this <laughs> uh, ninja school. Um, so yeah, guy steps in, uh, guard gets back up and starts walking away, saying he quits. He's, he doesn't want to do the fight anymore. But it's too late because Lee lost the match the second guy stepped in to protect him. And uh, before the match is over, everyone is shocked and looks back because <gasps> Lee. He's standing up again. What? He's still standing. And he's struggling, though. We see him shaking. We see his left arm and leg covered in blood. Not too much the blood, though. It's still PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see guy goes to him saying, it's all right. He, he did the best he could. He doesn't have to fight anymore. <gasps> what? Lee's unconscious. He stood uh-huh. up and is fighting still through th- sheer determination and will. Wow. <laughs> he just wants to win so badly. His body is on autopilot. And I know this series is full of magic and demons. This is kind of silly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Like, All right, guys, guys, lean in. I, I don't think this would happen. I don't. This feels a little unrealistic, despite him fighting a child with a giant sand raccoon inside of him. Um, and Guy uh, hugs Lee, saying he's proud of him and that he's done enough. I love so you, Garland, son. I mean, Rock Lee. I mean... <laughs> I can, we never see it, because why would we ever care about any of these children's parents? No. Never get any closure or backstory with any of them. Well, one of them. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be Rockley's dad and seeing your son dressed <laughs> identical to a teacher, the most important male figure in his life, bar none. It's like, wow, that hurts, son. That's bad. Hey, Dad, I'm disowning you, and this man is my <laughs> new father. <laughs> he made it's me a- look sick as hell and now I can punch and kick real good <laughs> which is n- nothing you never did anything for me <laughs> you never gave me a sick haircut yeah <laughs> you know I bald <laughs> I wanted you to go bald with me so we would be a pair <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact that we never even hear about Rockley's parents ever and it's like I gotta know what his dad's doing <laughs> dealing with right now I gotta know he's devastated <laughs> Do you want to go to your son's uh, uh, little tournament thing? (laughs) No. Oh, are you still holding a grudge because he wears identical clothing and hair to his teacher? No, no. I, uh, I, uh, uh, he backtalked me once. (laughs) It's okay. Lee's mom's already fucking guy. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Sakura, Sakura goes to jump in to help Lee, and Kakashi says no. She can't do anything to help him. And at this point, sympathetic words hurt more than anything else. It's like, that's just objectively shitty advice. (laughs) Meanwhile, his other student that he cares less about, Naruto, runs in to offer sympathetic words. So true. (laughs) Dang. Because he's off in his little corner because everyone hates him. Uh, But he's a peppy idiot. I can't stop him. (laughs) And as he runs in, he glares at Gara, giving him the stink eye. And Gara glares back. And then the medical ninjas come in uh, as they put uh, uh, Lee on a stretcher. And one of them pulls Guy aside to talk about his condition. And he says, well, Lee's going to need a lot of work. He's going to need a lot of rehabilitation to fix his right arm and leg. But his left arm and leg, they'll never fully recover. No. He'll never be able to be a shinob- shinobu again. Shinobi? Shinobu. Shinobi. I've watched the show. 
ninja. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Come on. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, He'll never be a ninja again fully. He has to give up on his dreams. All that stuff we talked about for the last two episodes, fuck it. It's gone. Ah! He He got too cocky. And Naruto overhears this. And being the hot-headed little idiot he is, which I get he's a child, but also, damn, man. Uh, <laughs> he runs in, uh, yelling at the medical ninjas, uh, telling Guy to intervene, saying he, he hyped them all up. He's got goals and dreams. He can't give up on them yet. He's got to be able to make a full recovery. He's got to fight Sasuke and Neji like he talked about. Slowly he hasn't realize. danced at Carnegie Hall yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big recital coming up. Uh... And we see Guy crying over Lee's body as they're taking him away. And he, <laughs> he apologizes to Lee and says he regrets teaching this stuff and he shouldn't have pushed him too hard. But he says that in his head. So it's like, all right, that didn't help anybody. <laughs> Sorry I taught you to absolutely obliterate your body, little man. <laughs> Sorry, Realizing, I'm oh, that. should I have given this child uh, limits or boundaries? <laughs> Sorry, I gave, Sorry, you were training for the track team and I gave you just this big old syringe of steroids. I probably shouldn't have done that in hindsight. Uh, uh, the one skill, the one magical skill he didn't have, self-control. <laughs> <laughs> and Naruto yells out, says he's not done yet. He's got to prove himself. And then Kakashi steps in, uh, calming Naruto down, holding him back, and saying uh, Lee was too determined to reach his goal. So much so he was sacrificing his present for the future. And now he may never reach it. He sabotaged himself. <gasps> and Kakashi points out that Lee had a rivalry between Sasuke and Neji, but he also developed a rivalry with Naruto. <gasps> and he told Naruto to try and be worthy of Lee's admiration and sacrifice. Be the ninji, n- ninji, be the ninja that <laughs> Lee thought Naruto was. And we see Neji off on the side, reflecting on the fight, thinking that the victory, victory doesn't come to those who fra- sacrifice themselves. Because then you'll, you don't, you can't have another victory if you sacrifice yourself. You only got so many victories. Uh, and then we see Gara. Go back out with his sister and teacher, and they're both thankful that the worst didn't happen after all. The demon didn't get unleashed. And then we see Kakashi apologize to Guy, saying uh, for what he said earlier about teaching Lee about the gates, and admitting that he wouldn't have been able to stop an ambitious student uh, if he had one. And then he looks back at Naruto. <gasps> What's he? Uh, and then we see the final match of this little tournament is kicking off. It's Choji and some other fucking guy that doesn't really matter. But. The other guy's from the Sound Village, and he's evil. Because he's reflecting on how he was ordered by Lord uh, Orochimaru to get into the tournament. And they were never going to become Chonin. They were never going to beat these children in actual hand-to-hand combat. This is all about testing Sasuke and putting the cursed seal on Sasuke like Orochimaru wanted. And this guy realized he was just a pawn in Orochimaru's big scheme. Ah! This guy Whoa. got a whole character arc in the last three minutes of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait to dig into this more. No. <laughs> <laughs> got some good news for you. This man <laughs> dies in the next five minutes. Oops. Oh, perfect. Cool. <laughs> uh, and that's episode 50. Wow. We did it. We did the Naruto. We did it. We Hooray. Did Are we there yet? God, no. There's like... 500 episodes. <laughs> it's too much. I hey, you know what? I had a good time. Yeah. It, it's, it, there's a reason I picked these three episodes, because it's widely yeah. considered the best. Like it, it instills everything you expect from Naruto. Like This covers all of it. So mm-hmm. 
It's a good three episode. And plot. Naruto was barely in there. <laughs> That's the best part. I get. Uh. Naruto's like a little shitty kid, and everyone widely hates him, and he's basically an orphan that raises himself. So I get why he's, you know, shitty. But God, is it annoying? <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of episodes. Uh. He does grow, but God, it takes a while. Yeah, I am most surprised that I have seen so many clips of uh, the start of this Rock Lee fight. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he gets uh, two of his limbs shattered beyond repair, but then they do get repaired. Thank so. God. Good. He's they the put, only yeah, one I that, care about. <laughs> yeah, that is truly my only follow-up question is, is Lee okay? <laughs> no, they spend a full episode talking about the severity of opening the you know, seven chakra gates and how it damages your body beyond repair. And that's Lee's only move for the rest of the series. Oh my God. He's like, Hey, I opened five. What about the other two? And they just keep going. So there's no consequences ever. Like I said, it's a show about ninjas whose sole job is to kill people. And maybe two of them die in the whole series. Like it's weird. Cool. Great. Yeah. Well, they got Shupinet, they got Boruto, they got Son of Boruto, which is probably coming later. <laughs> we did it. We did anime, everybody. We did. We did it. We, we covered beat it the all. final we boss. The final boss. We are done. We're washing our hands of it. Yes. But first, we're we're wrapping up with some little questions. A little questionnaire, if you will. A little look back on the fond memories we've had these last five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't just be like, all right. Bye. Well later. We didn't like Naruto. Well, goodbye forever. Alright. <laughs> Has anyone ever Irish goodbye a podcast? We just do a normal episode and they just never come back. <laughs> uh, the last like forty minutes are just silence and people are like, Oh wow, they did like an extra long extended thing. No, no. they just left. Absolute <laughs> silence. Um I feel like the best questions to start since Brendan and I thought of it both was what were your favorite shows and least favorite shows, if you can think of any? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I... It's uh, it's so fun to say, because I never finished fucking any of them, but... Uh, <laughs> you finished the movies? Hey, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I like some movies. Uh, but, yeah, there was, uh, I think... I mean, Ranking of Kings, I feel like... Mm. Uh, the general vibe of uh, what I hear from you two who have continued, uh, I've d- bought season two as a, hey, idiot, you like this. J- at least financially support it if you're not going to watch it, jerk. <laughs> um, it sounds like it doesn't hold up the quality throughout, uh, but uh, I have certainly enjoyed the time I had with it, and it really helped shape, like, villain and sort of, like, narrative lenses of like oh who's who's even the main character at this point uh and uh that i think was just really a show that i was like oh wow this is beyond current media standards that i have for any piece of media this is just kicking ass i truly don't know who's gonna turn on who and each given moment uh i thought that was great Hmm. and i think the one I think the one I would say of these that I enjoyed the most and have watched the most, I I think I just didn't finish the last episode. 
very frustrating. <laughs> I stopped myself right before uh, was Skate the Infinity. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, I did go back and watch most of that. I got to, like, the end tournament. I never saw the resolution. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that as well was like, okay, this is just so... Uh, this hit so many boxes. We're hitting cartoonishly fun while still having stakes, but not too intense where it's like, oh, yes, we're in Skateboard City where every industry is skateboard based. Mm-hmm. It's like, n- no, th- th- we're, we're doing stuff. So mm-hmm. I think those two are my tops. Nice. Interesting. <sighs> if we get to answer, um, Ping Pong the Animation is my favorite anime uh, and mm. everyone should watch it. <laughs> And mm-hmm. also your name. Um, but obviously I liked those before. Uh, actually, I liked Ping Pong while we were doing the podcast. I started, I watched it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, those are my favorites, just to reiterate. <laughs> yeah, I was, because I had, you know, my favorites before going into this. Um, and I was trying to think of shows that I either didn't intend on watching that I ended up liking or never heard of yeah and enjoyed uh, after this podcast um so i i wrote a few down and i realized like it's a lot of just feel good shows like yeah uh, laid back camp place for the universe sweetness and lightning mm-hmm. um stuff like that where it's just like, like uh, even my dress up darling yeah i was like oh that's just a real horny show and i don't need to watch it i got the premise and then we watch it and i'm like oh this is genuinely sweet as hell like it's yeah the character writing's really well done and it let me i can't iterate enough it is a horny show yes <laughs> very horny but the character writing is actually very endearing uh for their dynamic uh there's a heart the guy... behind the horniness that's what you <laughs> yeah need. that's what we learned hey yeah. hey we learned a thing about anime if you watch a horny show make sure there's heart there too yeah yeah i would i would also say ranking of kings is one that i probably wouldn't have watched like i i was hearing really good things about it but i wouldn't have probably picked it up on my own. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen the entire first season and really enjoyed it. And then also, I I knew I was going to like Chainsaw Man. But at the same time, like, I, I wouldn't have watched it probably if Brendan didn't push me so hard <laughs> about it. So I feel like that's podcast adjacent. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were going to get into Chainsaw Man whether you liked it or not. Cause... Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew I would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sarah's on my really surprised oh, yeah. me because it's oh yeah so weird, <laughs> <laughs> but it really tickled me. Yeah. Um, uh, Golden Kamui was also another one that surprised me because I'm like, I don't because I read the manga at first and it's just so dense with the Japanese history, it's hard to read like pacing wise, but the anime makes it flow a lot better. So uh, I had actually ended up revisiting that and really enjoy the anime, and it gets. So silly. It gets so <laughs> dumb. Uh, what about least favorite? I think my controversial answer is Panty and Stocking. I, I, not controversial on the podcast. Not controversial on the, the podcast, but for the anime community as a whole, that's yeah. like my controversial answer of like, I had no fun watching that. It wasn't funny to me at all. The art yeah. is nice. Art is nice. Uh, and then like the easy answers are like, Itsudate my Santa. <laughs> Zoids was at least fun, but like yeah, Zoids is silly. But I'm I'm having trouble thinking of ones that like were just kind of bad and not even fun. Uh, oh, the Opera Girls one that was rough oh. and stupid. Oh yeah, that yeah. was really rough. 
Oh, I Yuki think... Yuna is a hero is, yeah. of course, top tier <laughs> quality of, God, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah. But even that came, like, after we were like, oh, this is a mediocre show. And then just the look up mm-hmm. of, oh, yeah, no, uh, the rest of it. they're becoming disabled. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I... I st- I didn't realize that was so early. That was like the first 50 episodes. I was like 47 or something. Um, the absolute mental breakdown I have with you reading the synopsis of what happens, and it just breaks my mind. <laughs> I just go into a fit. Um, yeah, that one surprised me. Um, Midori Days. Oh, fuck. Where the girl becomes the guy's hand. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. For nobody. That's nothing. That, no. No, it's for a very specific subset of people, yeah. uh, actually. But sorry, it's for nobody I respect. Um, <laughs> that's the problem because there's bad shows like Hitalia, but we had fun like because we knew it was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Or Aki Can, yeah. Like I, I picked that because it was insane. Yeah. But like I don't. But then there's shows where I'm like, I just had zero fun with it. There was nothing enjoyable here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that remind I keep. I keep thinking about this, like, argument that I had about a show. It was specifically a... <laughs> Let me know if this narrows it down. An unlikable main character who was mean to women. Uh, <laughs> but I just remembered uh, making the argument of, like, hey, if you... If your only thing is you're a contrarian to the last point made... But that sort of automatically means you accept anything previously said because you need to be a contrarian about the most recent thing said. Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time of just like sort of in the Overton window sense of like, oh, we're fighting about this one thing. Uh, why aren't we fighting about this anymore? It's like, no, we're we're beyond that. You're 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 not seeing the thread of uh, you losing being tricked. Mm hmm. And that sort of stuff. I just constantly think about it. It's for the best that I can't remember the show. Yeah, but I can't either. I, yeah. It doesn't narrow it down at all. There's so many. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, one I was maybe most disappointed by that I wasn't prepared for was Brand New Animal, BNA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I finished it, and I love the artwork. It's Studio Trigger, so, of course, it's phenomenal. The color's amazing. The setting's cool as hell. Uh, I really enjoyed the main character, but that story sucks. Oh, Especially man. the ma- main character's, like, friend slash obvious girlfriend is a bitch. So, like, it really just left a bad taste in my mouth where it's like, yeah, we're... It, it was like a, a city that controlled all the media that the, uh, and, like, knowledge that the citizens within the city have. And it's like, this is the utopia. It's like, this... No, you gotta see how this is bad in every way, and the story is falling flat as hell. Like, Dang. it was really disappointing, but like, it looks amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was surprised by. Yeah, um, what are some of your? I'm taking this question from Brendan's questions because I like it. Uh, what were some of your most memorable moments, character stories? I'm putting Future Diary here. <laughs> <laughs> it's because- memorable. That's for damn sure. I simply love it. I didn't want to say it was like one of my favorite shows or anything because it's not. But I think it's very (laughs) funny and good (laughs) to watch if you just want to fucking lose your mind at something. Um, And then also, I stumbled across it by accident and then we all went to see it. Inu O. Yeah. I just love it. We watched it It again recently because it's on Hulu now. 
And it's just like everything about it is so good. Anything Masaki Uasa touches will forever be one of my faves. <laughs> but I um, can do no wrong. But yeah, yeah, and that was a, a field trip that Brendan and I took to go see it. Yeah. So that was wow, friendship coming from the show. Wow. Oh, and not hostility. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's, be me. I just feel like it's it was so unique and like the discovery of like the voice actress that plays Inuo and like the fact that she's trans and everything. Oh, it's yeah. so sick as hell. And like she she does some anime openings now too, I think with her band Queen Bee. Um <laughs> But it was, I just love it. If you haven't watched Inuo yet, you really should. Because it was just really good. I, it is very good. I still love it very much. It's an incredible work of uh, art and media. Um, it did lose, it, the wind came out of my sails a little bit when I think, Tess, maybe you pointed out, where it's like, it's a knight's tale, but anime. I'm like, fuck. It is. Because <laughs> all the anime is like, very queen adjacent. And I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, right. to be fair, I will say uh, anything is a knight's tale of anything. You um. get there, yeah, far <laughs> enough. You get derivative enough. Everything's a knight's tale. <laughs> Do you guys uh, have any particular memorable things? I think for me, uh, like I wasn't. Hmm, I don't want to say I was surprised, but the level to which I enjoyed Slice of Life, where uh, going in, I thought, okay, this is just. Uh, like, truly, a day in the life. Nothing's gonna happen. There's no narrative. There's no stakes. And then having most of those be my favorites uh, was definitely uh, a big thing to be like, oh, wow, yeah, having just a peaceful girl going out camping, or <laughs> we're just raising a little girl in a in a, a, a fishing farming village in Bakugan, or Bakugan, uh, what? whatever it is. Uh, Not Bakugan, that's a yeah. Uh, Fully don't. I remember. Oh, God. It's the color. I have the list one. in front of me. Yeah. Uh, Bacchano. Oh, no, no. No. It's, it's like that. I'm truly going through the list. I'm just saying Bac- any anime. I remember specifically but... Bacchano's one we didn't enjoy collectively. Oh, yes. That was, that uh, was the train one. That was a no. Uh, <laughs> I found it. Barakamon. Barakamon. That's right. Thank the, you. Oh, right. It sounds like a Digimon, yeah. but it isn't. <laughs> You said Farming Village, and my mind went to the last Zoids show we watched, where it was, like, a farming <laughs> seaside village. When it was, like, actually kind of interesting and good Zoids. Bakken, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, me, it was collective moments of me just losing my goddamn mind at various things. Um, <laughs> there's so many moments on this podcast where I just was fully caught off guard and just had to, like, walk away and catch my breath. Um, uh... I think the most physical harm I've inflicted on both of you was watching Shiro Bako, which I still love, <laughs> but it did bring us back to the production studio days. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. It was Painful. just a horrid experience. I, Yeah, going back, I think that is what I think of the most, because it just is such a visceral mm-hmm. production thing. Yeah, hey, if you want to know what working in animation is like, watch that show, yeah. because... Uh, that and when I got to uh, uh, keep your hands off the last word that Izuken. I forgot. Izuken, thank you. 
I had to stop watching it when uh, they got into like, okay, so we, uh, this is too ambitious. We need to cut down. Uh, our timeline is this, so you have to do it in half the time. <laughs> I had to turn it off in that like opening scene of episode like five or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to keep watching this show. I can't. I am stressed. This yeah. is not relaxing. <laughs> the secondhand stress is very real. Uh, keep your hands off these. We can also Masu uh, Masuasi. Mm-hmm. Masaki Oasa. Masawaki Oasa. That one's amazing. That one, I also still have a fun feeling. I hate that now I'm like remembering shows that I liked. Erased is a show that I probably wouldn't have watched. Hey, I'm going to say it again. If you haven't watched Erased, fucking watch Erased. It's It's short. It's underrated. It's it's Law & Order SVU plus Quantum Leap. That may not be appealing to you. It's so good, though. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, I think we've kind of answered. I had what surprised you most, and I feel like we've kind of talked about that. Um, I oh. think for me, it is shows that like I wouldn't have watched on my own, but ended up really enjoying. But it's kind of an obvious answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely somewhere like I was going to get the ranking of kings no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's the shows that like really surprised me. Um, like I've said it before, Place Further Than the Universe. I think it's the only show that's made me cry, and it's made me cry. Episode twelve has made me cry. Every time I've watched that episode, <laughs> like, it's consistent. Um, <laughs> uh, memorable moments, though. Uh, first off, the four kids week. Oh yeah, month. Mm-hmm. That, that just, was fun because it was so much nostalgia for me, and it was also in, uh, the, like with my adult sensibilities. I'm like, God, these shows are shit. <laughs> like it's so bad. Um, also, God, that also was so much earlier than I remember it being. Yeah. Um, that was like the first hundred. That was way early. Um, also, speaking of the first hundred, uh, our episode sixty nine with uh, yeah. <laughs> where we watched Tente. Oh yeah, I was very delighted by that. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun time. I would have loved mm-hmm. to do that again, but <laughs> it really feels like something you can only do once. It's <laughs> listen. I mean, hey, did didn't you guest on a different podcast because of that? I so was, it, I was you essentially say, talked about it twice. Yeah, yeah, if you want to listen to me talk about hentai more, I was on the Girls on Porn episode of Hentai back in 2020. So, <laughs> If we did it again, it would be up to me to pick the hentai, and that's not allowed. <laughs> so. uh, um, I like this question Brendan thought of. If you had to get an anime tattoo of something, what would it be? God. That's such Tess. a good question. Because we both already have one. I have a Your Name tattoo. And I have a Ancient Magus Bride tattoo. Yeah. But I would get... I'm not... I like the idea of getting like a manga panel. So I would get something from Chainsaw Man because I just love it so much. Ooh. And also it would be sick as hell. But that's not really like a style that I would necessarily want to put on my body. But I would maybe get like Makima's eyes or something. Yeah. That would be neat. <laughs> I actually saw some... Uh, some nice evergreen shit takes on Twitter, as it's known to have, of people complaining about Chainsaw Man anime looking too good because mm-hmm. the, man- the manga <laughs> is real scratchy and like dirty and like that's part of the like that's intentional to the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, I agree. There's a reason it wouldn't work in anime, though. You fucking idiots! Yeah. Like, don't don't complain <laughs> about this. Um, but yeah, if you got like a Chainsaw Man tattoo of like a manga panel, like everyone would be like, oh, that doesn't look well done it's like no that's intentional like yeah. it's supposed to look scratchy i've seen some sick manga i've seen some sick chainsaw man manga tattoos but yeah it doesn't really go with my style <laughs> i don't yeah i don't um, know if i hate maybe you haka show because i thought about a full metal alchemist tattoo mm. but there's also so much imagery and stuff in that that's used in real life principles of stuff 
Uh, um, like like the Flamel cross yeah. of Nicholas Flamel. So I'm like, that'd be cool, but it may have real world implications or connections that I don't know about. And it's like now I'm questioning it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I do like I do love Flamel Cross so much. It's still by far one of my favorite series. Ranking mm-hmm. Kings, I could get a tattoo of that. And be like just a little Boji. Yeah. Or like Boji, a little Kage, Boji and Kage. Just hanging out. Cute. So or just good. the tiny little crown. Yeah. yeah. Just a little tiny little crown. Yu Yu Hakusho, I could probably get Yu Yu Hakusho tattoo and be happy with that. Mm. Yeah, my my first thought is um, uh, to, because like, uh, of a show I liked, <laughs> which one? Uh, there's so many. Um, Beastars. Uh, like, my first thought would be something related to one of the shows uh, we worked on. Uh, so my mind immediately goes to like a Hunter Hunter or a JoJo or something like that. JoJo would be cool. Yeah, that is sort of where I was leaning of just, like, to have a JoJo tattoo um, feels, it feels like a status thing of its own. Of, like, <laughs> hey, this, this is my passport. I'm allowed in the anime club. <laughs> you would also be judged very heavily on specifically what character, what reference it is, what season <laughs> it is. It's, no one's more opinionated than the JoJo fandom. Yeah, that... Oh, that was another thing. Oh, the show is bringing up so many memories. Um, uh, I had a moment. I was watching, um, actually, it wasn't like the actual thing wrong in the question, but there was a piece of trivia someone brought up on the renaming of Oingo Boingo into Zendata Mandata, and that's something I worked on, and that's something I directly interacted with when they had to re-record all that stuff. So I was like, oh, wow, they're giving obscure trivia about stuff I've done. Wow, wow that's insane. So uh, I'm, I'll am i say something related to those episodes. Mm. Uh, similarly, uh, I'm a big fan of Drawfee, and uh, in one of the episodes, they talk, we're talking about Beastars, uh, horny furries. Um <laughs> And one of the hosts made a reference of like, oh, I'm not sure of the name if it's Louie or Lewis, because the dub flips back and forth. And uh, that was one of the shows I worked on at my old job. And it always hurts me inside, realizing that that slipped through. And <laughs> our recording team didn't catch that. Because <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I wow, pride and shame. Thank you, uh, College Humor Extended Network. I got out fast, so I don't have any... Uh... <laughs> like that. Other than I always say that I was in a Hunter Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, tattoo. Uh, you are Emoso. Oh my the god! Little, little I baby. forgot about oh, yep. that. There we go. What Got a it. Perfect film. It's so good. Oh my lord. Um, Do you want a little underdog story about dinosaurs? Yeah. What if it knew kung fu? Hell yeah. What if it had an adorable <laughs> bond with a smaller baby or dinosaur? It's like, all right. Yeah, it feels yes. like it gives you a similar feeling to like a Paddington if you've watched the Paddington films. It's not quite as perfect. Paddington has kung fu dinosaurs in it? No, but I mean the um, feeling you get when you're watching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um this was also a Brendan question. If you had to live in one of the anime worlds, which would it be? I had trouble thinking of one, and I think it's a simple answer, but I would love to like be part of the club and laid back camp. Oh yeah. Even that though, would be excellent. Yeah, even though I personally am not a big fan of camping, I just think to be able to go out with your pals and enjoy some fresh air Bonds. in just several locations out. and be mm-hmm. a cute anime girl. <laughs> what a dream. Uh season 3, I think it's coming out soon. Dang. Um 
I realized something that was so appealing about late back camp with all the camping. No bugs. Oh my goodness. Just yes. one thing. I was yeah. like, God, that camping would be great. And then you go camping. It's like, there's so many goddamn bugs. <laughs> um, it's uh, hard to pick because anime is so full of danger, which is yeah. a lot of the story. Because <laughs> uh, I talked oh. about this with some friends recently. Like, My Hero Academia. It's like, yeah, I'd love to have a superpower, but like, you know, we'd get the shitty ones yeah. for none. I like I was piece. also thinking about restaurant to another world, uh, but like I would only want to be in the restaurant because I feel like there's shit going on outside of the restaurant that's like yeah. not great. It's still a fantasy mm. world, but yeah, the restaurant itself is like the reprieve from all the bullshit of those worlds. Yeah. So the restaurant's the good place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like One Piece would be cool as hell. You get a double fruit, you get a cool power. Whoops, you got. One of the really lame ones. <laughs> you, you got the slippery, slippery fruit. Oh, no. Bad. Um, so it's stuff like that where I'm like, I'd like to live in those worlds and have powers, but I know I'd I'd either get the bad ones or be a random casualty that gets killed in the first episode. Hmm. So, like, that wouldn't be good. Um, so if I had to pick, yeah. Polar Bear Cafe. Oh, oh hell yes. That's, That's a really just good a delightful little time in the animals talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... I was trying to find a different one. I th- I think the first one just easily because it's sort of a cheat is a uh, Pokemon. Uh, yeah. That would be the ideal to just hey, let me hang out with some little guys. We're gonna go on mm. adventures, but no one really gets hurt because it's for young children. I was yeah. gonna uh, say we didn't watch it here. I don't even know if it's out quite yet. But Pokemon Concierge, what oh. I wouldn't give. <laughs> Oh, to work at that meet hotel. A, meet at mm-hmm. a pool and stop motion. Oh, the dream. Yeah. Uh, uh, but beyond that, uh, the one that I was like, oh, yeah, uh, because I, I kind of wrote it, was uh, Kino's Journey, uh, which is just yeah. like oh, yeah. the the vibes of travel. And it has like the majesty of rural uh, Europe, but it has unique and super themed cities with like crazy stuff going on. I think that would be awesome to just travel through there. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. I think because I was talking about this with some friends, like we agreed where Pokemon would be the best because it's like you get the you know benefits of like modern day life, but you also get a little guy who's possibly your soulmate. Um, and I was like, but you know, but I love Digimon. You may not know this, but I love <laughs> Digimon. So my friend was like, wouldn't, wouldn't you prefer to live in Digimon, though, where your little guy could talk? I was like, no. So much bad shit happens in Digimon all the goddamn time. Mm. <laughs> like, a nuclear warhead almost goes off in Tokyo <laughs> in the first movie. Like, no, I don't want to deal with that. No. <laughs> Give me a black siren. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, what if you spend, like, ten years with a little guy, and you're like, oh, yeah, we have a great dynamic. Awesome. Oh, no, they evolved. It's a sexy woman. There's sexual tension now. No! With your dog? No! I don't, look, hey, don't judge. <laughs> I'd be fine with that, too. But it could also be like, here's a little robot bug. Oops, he's Kabuterimon. He's a weird samurai skeletal bug, and it's cool as hell, but terrifying at the same time. <laughs> Uh, I think we'll we'll round out with this one. And Tess, you kind of touched on that touched on this when you were talking about slice of life. Do you feel like you discovered anything about your taste regarding all kinds of media through our anime journey on this podcast? Yeah, I something I'm I have figured out about myself is uh, the ideal form of entertainment to me is the good old fashioned sitcom. <laughs> I love I love a sitcom. I love a half hour comedy, 
it all it all gets wrapped up at the end to reset for next week. I so, uh, like, that's definitely something uh, I figured out, like, with this and beyond. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, it also helps me know that a lot of Japanese comedies are not good. <laughs> <laughs> I will say real quick, so much Japanese comedy is, well, so much comedy in general is cultural. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that just, even if it has translated well, even if it's localized well, even if it's dubbed well, will just not translate culturally. Mm. And it could kill in that country where it was made, and it just will not land anywhere else, like, yeah. no matter how good it is. So mm-hmm. it's it's a real tough one. Comedy's real tough. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like, hey, you, you know what the joke is, right? This one character is this way. Now, what if that's the only dialogue they have for the entire series. <laughs> yeah. It's the sad cartoon host or children show host yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I would think, I think my thing that I've noticed about myself, and I think I kind of knew this before, but being able to explore the world of anime has helped me realize how much I love things like, again, Chainsaw Man, uh, like Neon Genesis Evangelion, like, mm-hmm. just, like, shows about kids who just get in these absolutely <laughs> fucked situations. <laughs> and, like, you just want them to be happy and, like, be able to do what they want to do. But they're just, like, in an impossible situation and it's so upsetting. Um, real big fan of that. I think there should be more of that in American media. I'd say to an extent <laughs> uh, Amphibia hit me like that a little bit. Not as not as upsetting, not nearly as upsetting as either of those shows. But I love a sad kid in a terrible situation, and I don't know what that says about me. But it's the truth. No, it is. It is like a sincere thing of the like. Oh yeah, the uh, you're brought up with so many uh, children's things where they pull the punches and they're not actually dealing with it, and then a kid fucking dies in this one and you're like oh no there's real world stakes here this yeah this child isn't gonna die just because they are a child and that would be upsetting for the child reader also just like characters who are terrible and have no redeeming qualities uh i.e makima i love her dearly (laughs) we love growth we love overcoming adversity uh we love uh Growing as uh, people and community and friends. We also love just unrelenting, unrelenting just pieces of shit. Yeah. People who just lean mm-hmm. so hard onto the other end, it breaks the scale. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, Amphibia will catch you off guard. Amphibia is fantastic. Show. And there's one episode that actually got me real close to crying. I, like, oh, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I, um, my favorite thing I've ever sent Brendan, and maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast, was I was watching the finale... And I sent him one picture of me very excited that they were playing a K-pop song. And then about an hour later, I sent him a picture of me sobbing. <laughs> being like, what the fuck? Amphibia is so good. I was very delighted and surprised by Amphibia. It's very just good. overall. It's the best um, anime. Yeah, I think, I think that's something you and Abby have in common where we're talking. We're like, your favorite genres are children in absolutely traumatizing situations. Yeah. <laughs> which I can't deny because... Um, one of my favorite characters of all time is Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, who is the equivalent of a six-year-old finding out that he is a super soldier made for mass destruction. Oh, no! And, and then learning he's got a good three years left of his life. 
and he all ha- he has to come to deal grips with that all in the span of like two months in the game. I had and no idea. I thought he was just a little guy. No, it's so much trauma. Oh, no. Anytime I describe Final Fantasy IX to someone, they're like, is this why you're depressed? I was like, maybe. Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> it's not helping. So um, but I think for me, I was surprised because I, I still love all the stuff I do. Enjoy mm-hmm. I still sucker for action, shouting, jump sort of stuff. Um, but I've really got into, similar to Tess, the slice of life stuff. Mm. Um, I've mentioned it plenty of times before, the girls doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a very delightful genre. Um, it's it's a weird caveat, I know. I may get a little heat for this, but I like stuff when it's good. What? Um, <laughs> so when it's like slice of life. That like, hasn't oh. been my experience on this show. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, but I mean, like, I'm saying, like, there's slice of life stuff where it's like, it's just very wholesome and they do nothing. It's like, okay, that's fine. But stuff like like Sweetness and Lightning, like, uh, it's it's few and far between, but Laid Back Camp have some very... Um, Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon, mm-hmm. but, like, not existential, but, like, internal uh, realization and understanding. And yeah. they, you know, talk about their emotions, and they have genuine growth you can see in the series. Um, Skip and Loafer is one of the more mm-hmm. recent ones where I'm like, oh, this is so delightful. I need to watch more of that. I really like it's that. It's so good. And so, stuff like that where I'm like, because it can be a nothing show. We've had a few of those where I'm like, it's pleasant, mm-hmm. but there truly is no substance here. But stuff where it's just like, there's it's low stakes, but there is like genuinely good character writing and develop, character development mm-hmm. um, is always so wonderful to see. Um, the the Life as an Otaku uh, adult or whatever. What, oh, Watakoi. Watakoi. Um, not as much, but there's definitely some like genuine growth in there. And it's like, and as we said plenty of times before, hey, they're adults. It's not high schoolers. <laughs> that gets <laughs> so many brownie points. What a delight. What a, what a thrill. Um, Yuri on Ice. Oh, fantastic. I that, love that, Yuri on Ice. I wasn't even going to mention it. <laughs> that's one that like I knew was good. Objectively, everyone went nuts for it. I'm like, oh, that's just the gay ice skating one. And then we watch the front pocket. And I'm like, oh, it's truly wonderful. They love each other. They get engaged. <laughs> They're so gay, and I that dog looks them. like fried chicken. Wow. Oh, and I would be upset if I didn't mention that uh, we got a new uh, household yearly tradition, because mm. Sam is uh, in love with uh, uh, St. Young Men. Yeah. I almost blanked on the title I just <laughs> brought up. Uh, and, and we watch it every Christmas now, because it's just... So good and so sweet. I love that so much. Are we beard there yet? Did we get Tess into anime? No. We got Sam into anime, though. That's <laughs> unexpected. We didn't see that one coming. And Tess by proxy. Tess by proxy. <laughs> well, that's that's everything. Yeah. Wow. You guys. Wow. Solid five years. That's we did crazy. it. We learned Every anime. We watch them all. We do. If you, with anime. Hey, if you find an anime and it's not on our list, call your local authorities because it's counterfeit. <laughs> it's fake anime. I will get sappy now and say that I've had a great time these last five years doing this with you two. We're, uh, we're very different people than when we yes. started in some respects. Two name Changed changes, two marriages. <laughs> Um, the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I get to talk to these friends that I made at this studio we worked at. How exciting. And now you guys are like 
couple of my best friends. And uh, mm. I'm really grateful for this. And I'm grateful for everybody that listened. Uh, sorry if you just started recently. Um, <laughs> hey, you got a hell of a backlog to go through. Yeah, but we appreciate you too. And also, thanks. I've I've looked at the numbers. It uh, they had starting. But thank thank you both. Love you both, and thank you to everybody. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Uh, this truly began as a. Oh, I love these people. I want to keep talking, but if I don't commodify our hangout time, uh, <laughs> I won't do it. Put numbers. So, yeah, uh, thank you for putting a, 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 a format around this friendship that uh, structured what is now just, I don't want to say a normal friendship. But, uh, <laughs> a good one. A cool yeah. one. <laughs> thank you for coming up with the show test and putting up with All endless bullshit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, I'm in a shit mood. I'm in a bad funk. I don't want to do anything. And this podcast is doing this podcast and talking with you too. has definitely helped me get out of my oh, own brain. Rock. I wasn't going to cry, but now that makes me want to cry. <laughs> it's fine. We had a good five years and we'll never speak again. Bye. Stop yep, this is it. the end. <laughs> no, like we've truly gone to talking every day, yeah. basically. Yeah. And bringing in friends who've who've guessed it and mm-hmm. and been around. And, oh, oh, oh! We built a little community uh, around anime. <laughs> and now Tess never has to watch an anime again. I can't Yay! imagine. Hey, no. Here's the difference. I only have to watch the anime I want to watch. Yay! Which is none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, am I gonna point. take probably a couple years off? Yes, but. Uh, <laughs> But we'll we'll go back. I have to eventually finish some of these shows that I genuinely enjoy. Yeah, if you're ever yeah. looking for something, maybe you'll come back to our list and be like, oh, yeah. I, I've i gone back to our list a few times where like, someone's like, I, what do I watch? I'm like, oh, boy, I got a list for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, thank you, the listener. Hey, hey, listener. Listener. Hey, come hey, come hey. hey. We love mm-hmm. you. You're delightful. You've stuck by us i don't know who's still here maybe you haven't if you are we love you yes i heard you say you suck not you stuck by (laughs) no oh oh, uh, no no yeah a hard hard turn from decrying we say fuck the audience and then turn it off hey i've been saying that for weeks no (laughs) no well it's no we love you thank you uh Thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork, and thank you to Dee Hollander for what will be our legacy artwork Stop. of uh, 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 what is going to be forever uh, representing a couple of us more accurately now. <laughs> it's our new tattoo. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so thank you both. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can find me. Hey, I I can give One plugs. Finally, finally. Hey, if you're on TikTok, Tessables. Hey. <laughs> Hey, something you haven't heard me plug explicitly? Hey, watch Nickelodeon. (gasps) Hey, hey, watch The Loud House. Hey, watch several other projects that are coming your way. But yeah, watch the things I actually make and the things that are taking me away from uh, uh, doing this show. (laughs) (laughs) The reason we're stopping. (laughs) LOL. Uh, You can find me on all the usual places. Tumblr, uh, Honey D. 
uh, Instagram and TikTok, honey period D. D is spelled. No, hold on. Oh. Honey is spelled H U N N I E. D is spelled D E E. But oh. I'm falling. I'm falling apart. Brendan made me cry, and I'm falling <laughs> apart. Gotcha. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> ha ha! You're emotionally invested in our relationship. <laughs> Get fucked. Um, I. I got Twitter still. I'm going down with that shit. I got Blue Sky. I got to go to that somehow. Um, nothing's going on there. That's just my backup Twitter, basically. <laughs> Only social media I'm actually on to any regard is Twitch, uh, which is, are we there yet? I moderate for a few people. I'm in a lot of streams in certain communities. Um, don't call, don't make shit. Don't cause trouble. I moderate there. Don't. It's enough. Um, uh, I think... That's it. I was going to plug the stuff I actually work on for my day job, but fuck it. They don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, because I still work there. I technically work for the DMV, so I can't plug anything. <laughs> hey, U.S. government doing great stuff. Hey, one last political thing. Okay. Uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Louis Zong, thank you. Yeah. Have you ever listened to this podcast? Probably not. No. I sent you the link. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. We're but cool. yeah, your tunes I've been listening to literally weekly for five years. And uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you all for joining us. And we learn to live with anime. We hope you do too. I should have thought of a better sign. I think that's fine. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Love you dearly. We didn't learn to love anime. We've learned to live with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wonderful (laughs) one.